Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Bulletin. It is time for the Bulletin. Let's talk the issues of the day with the fine sporting mind out of the realm of media. It's Mr. Andrew Gordy from News Hub. Good morning to you. Daniel, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. I'm very, very well. Um, are you following the Champions League drama with great detail and intrigue as your beloved Man I'm, United I'm, heavily look, involved? <laughs> I'm following the scores, and uh, yeah, you're you're uh, I think about the thirteenth person to remind me this morning that Manchester United uh, are and not in the greatest position, uh, to be fair. So um, I'm kind of reached the point now where I'm resigned to the fact they're probably not going to win this game, and it might just be best for all concerned if they finish bottom of their table and United don't have to worry about European football for the rest of the year uh, or the rest of the season um, because I just don't know that Manchester United need extra games right now. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I think they're great value, great entertainment if you're not a United just fan. Just so that you can laugh at them. Just so that you can laugh no, at them. Because yeah, oh, no, because they, they go out and produce a display <laughs> like they did against Newcastle, then bounce back and do it against Chelsea. Maybe it's a reflection on Chelsea too, but they're a yo-yo club at the moment, and, and I don't know what I'm going to see from them, and that does make them fascinating. Yeah, well, they are the ultimate sort of Jekyll and Hyde team, really, aren't they? You just don't know what you're going to get uh, when you turn on uh, to watch Manchester United. I just find it's easier for the mental health these days to just not watch um, and just wait for the results to, to roll in, really. So, yeah, that's, that's just, a, it's just a coping mechanism, probably more than anything else, Daniel. How, many, how, how long is your list of contenders for the EPL title this year? Mm, probably at the moment, at the moment, I'd say two. And it doesn't include the defending champions, to be honest. I'm not sure that Manchester City, uh, at the moment anyway, are showing that they have the ability to pull things together uh, across multiple fronts, remember. And that, that's what's always the challenge, right? And what makes their achievement last season so remarkable um, yeah. that they were able, able to to produce on all three fronts, but it's not particularly uncommon either uh, after such an incredible high to try and not only maintain that level but um, or, or to, to go beyond that level, I suppose, but even just to maintain it, I suppose. And, and I think we're seeing now that they, they are really having some struggles. Um, I'm not sure that they've necessarily got what it takes this year to win the Premier League, um, but, gee, I've been, I've been a little surprised at how... Liverpool have very quietly just crept into the picture. I think Arsenal, Arsenal have got a bit about them. There's that whole, you know, you've got to lose one to win one sort of thing. And I, I just, I kind of get the feeling that that previous season and, and the way they unraveled last season might serve them well this year, which is tragic because Arsenal definitely have the worst fans of any team in the Premier League and they will be utterly insufferable if they manage to win the Premier League this year. So I'm really not looking forward to that. And Daniel, as you know, the alternative there is Liverpool winning, and I'm not particularly enamoured with that idea either. 
the all man city for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah. Aston I mean, Villa. Be, come on, come on, Aston big, Villa. A big, a big old good evening from uh, Unai Emery <laughs> and, uh, and Aston Villa. Uh, maybe they can get up and, and win. Maybe that's my preferred option if Manchester United can't win. Um, or maybe even Ange, but I don't, I don't know that they've, I don't know that Spurs have got what it takes either. So yeah, it's it's shaping up to be a great second half of the season. Daniel, is the summary there. <laughs> did, did you see those disturbing images of Turkey when the referee was punched and then kicked on the ground? Like seriously, over over a, over I, a game of football. Like at times, yeah. I I lose my mind at, at fans. Like seriously. Yeah, well, I mean, and let's let's be let's be real here, Dan. We're not talking about fans. We're talking about the president of one of the oh, yes. clubs. Like it's utterly appalling. And as I said on the news last night, and I and I, you kind of check yourself when you say things like this. But Dan, that's honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen in sport. Like because yeah. of the, the 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 position the man holds, we're not talking about a crazed fan, which is what we normally put this down to. You know, you you think. When you think the worst things you've seen in sport, like my mind instantly goes to, like, for example, Monica Sellis, you know, like a, a crazed fan doing something utterly horrific or stupid. But this was the president of a club. And, and for that, I honestly think it's one of the worst things I've seen in sport. And, and I suppose where my mind's got to after sort of thinking about this some more, Dan, is like, you know, we've heard Ben O'Keefe, this has been a, a, this has been a topic of conversation around, like, the treatment of officials, Right. And we've, we've seen and heard about the abuse that Ben O'Keefe has been receiving. We've seen other officials, you know, Wayne Barnes and others now sort of stepping away from the game because they've just had enough. And I look at the, the debate that's constantly going on about the, the, the use of technology in football and how, you know, fans have had enough of it and they don't like seeing, you know, technology take over the game. But yet here you have an attack on the man in the middle. So the question I would ask for any follower of sport, whether you're a fan or a club president, what do you want? Because you can't have both. You know, you can't be angry at the intervention of technology in football and go and punch a referee in the face. You either want humans controlling the game out in the middle or you want technology running the cutter off the field to protect um, any, any kind of officials from any sort of physical attack and, and have these sort of nameless, faceless officials who are adjudicating sport. I don't think you really want that, but people need to wake up and realise what's actually going on here, that you're attacking both sides of the coin and that, that can't be right going forward. Hey, whoever's on the league desk at, at News Hub today, are, <laughs> are they pulling their hair out, trying to get their head around, what on earth's going on at the West Tigers? Yeah, mate, this is, this is shocking really, isn't it? Like, it's... Um, you know, it's not often you see an entire board and chief executive just thrown out. But look, if there is an example of a club where it might happen, West Tigers is probably it, right? Like, they have been in disarray for many, many years now. And I've actually, I'm really concerned. The person I'm thinking about most in all of this is Benji Marshall. He's a rookie coach coming in uh, with this enormous task of, of trying to clean up a club and a team that just have not been performing on or off the field. Now, you can say, well, expectations are low. There are no, there are no expectations on the guy. Of course there's expectations on the guy. That, like, he, it, this is the NRL at the end of the day, and this is a professional sport, and you're expected to produce results. So, and, and I can't, and I suppose only time will tell, which is a horrible thing to say. I know, horrible cliche. 
but we won't find out really until the, you know a year or two has passed whether this this um, eventuality that, that's going on over at West Tigers is going to be good for Benji Marshall and ultimately provide stability and a platform for success or whether it will just simply undermine him further. Um, I kind of get the sense from afar quite clearly I'm not I'm not you know I'm not a league reporter and I'm not in touch with what's yeah. going on with West Tigers but I kind of get the sense that their chairman has been more of a hindrance than a help. Um, but I suppose the problem that West Tigers have got now is that he's also um, overseeing or he's in charge of their major sponsor. So if he walks out, then suddenly the, the, the club don't have just a, a governance and leadership problem. They have a financial problem if their, if their major sponsor walks out the door as well. Now, does that mean they won't be able to attract a, a major sponsor? I mean, of course they will. It was the NRL and all NRL teams can attract a decent major sponsor. But, yeah, yeah I, I have fears for for what Benji Marshall is now having to try and um, conjure up, I suppose, in his debut season as a rookie coach. Mm. Um, he's, he's really up against it. Um, curious as well to see that Solomon Alamalo um, joined West Tigers as well earlier this... Uh, a total tangent, obviously, um, has joined West Tigers earlier this week. And, you know, he's a, he's a guy who was performing to a pretty reasonable level uh, for the Chiefs only a couple of years ago. And he, he really sort of seems to have slipped off the radar. So I, I hope for his sake that this is the sort of fresh start and the, and the sort of move that can, you know, get his, his career back on track because he, he showed some real signs of being a, a great talent and one to watch for the future. So who knows, maybe a, a change in scene and a, and a change in code um, might be exactly what he needs. Well, Caleb Clark-esque, right? That's a fascinating little yeah. uh, path he's going to take. It really is fascinating, Dan. And the, and the one thing that sort of my takeaway was from, from watching Ollie Ritchie's story last night is seeing Caleb Clark uh, running around in the in the in the green and red, obviously of of South, and and running around with the other rugby league players, he seems to fit right in. Like he just like his, you know, when you see players in their body shape, um, like for example, when you saw Geordie Barrett uh, running around with, I, I think he trained with the Melbourne Storm, he sort of looked a little bit out of place. He looked like his conditioning probably wasn't quite right for rugby league. Yeah. But you look at Caleb Clark, his conditioning looks like he could slot into a, a, a Rabbitohs backline immediately. Um, so I don't think it's completely beyond the realms of possibility that, you know, he says it's a life goal and a, and a dream of his to, to play for the Rabbitohs. Um, depending on how things go, I suppose, over the next sort of 12, 18 months, perhaps, for both the Blues and the All Blacks, I, I can absolutely see Caleb Clark taking that step and, and, and giving that a crack. Now, is that to say that, you know, an, an all-black is going to walk straight into, um, you know, a Rabbitohs backline, which, let's be honest, is, is pretty stacked, and, and they're not exactly yeah. shy of, of um, outside-back talent. Yeah. But, you know, the, the kid's a talent, right? And um, I'm sure he would make that transition. Um, you know, I suppose the big question is whether yeah. he would be able to walk into a Rabbitohs backline. So we'll see. But, yeah, interesting. We will see, indeed. Great to chat, Andrew. Thanks so much, mate. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. Take it easy. Cheers, Dan. All right, see you.